Welcome to Truckee Podcast. My name is Sebastian. This podcast is all about trucking. We love diesel engines, semi-trucks, being on the road, and freedom. So let's go. Mike, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming, man. No problem. Appreciate you. Um, I was gonna, we were going to do a Zoom call, and you said, hey, I can stop by. I'm not that far. Yeah. So thanks for coming, man. Thank you for uh, your, I know you've been in, in the Facebook group and I want to touch base, but can you just give me like a brief background on what you do and um, um, what type of operation do you have? So I'm just a single tr- or single owner operator, um, drive in, refer freight for the most part. Okay. Like groceries. Okay. And so how, how, so how did you get, uh, so you drive, you drive a truck, yeah? Yes. Y- your, your truck. And then do you, you, I think from what I, I know that you have multiple units. So we have how many trucks? Three. Three. Okay. So we'll get to that, but tell me, um, what's your, how did you start? What was your, what was your, maybe the, the time where you were like, Hey, I think I'm going to go, um, become an owner op. Uh, so I uh, was an operations manager for 16 years in the machine shop, and uh, it just—it was time to move on, yeah. and uh, get out of the shop, get on being outside and, uh, and managing 25 people. It was just it was ready for a change. Ready for a change. Yeah. Ready for something um, for yourself, right? Yeah. You want to do something else? Yeah. Uh, so tell me, you got your CDL and. How long have you been? Uh, when did you get your CDL? I got it uh, March of last year. So last year, so one year. one year. Okay, yeah. perfect. And you already have three trucks. Yeah. Nice. So I want to dig in a little deeper. And so tell me, how did you get into? What was your first buying truck story? Like, what happened with uh, your first truck purchase? So my first truck I bought was a 2003 Mac CH. Uh, I was gonna just do local dump work with it and mm-hmm. material hauling. Um, and then that uh, that truck didn't turn out to be very reliable. Didn't uh, didn't make it through the first day of work. Uh, what ha- why what happened there? Uh, it shot all the coolant out, overheated, and spent months in the shop, different mechanics trying to figure out why it's pushing coolant. Okay, and you told me before we started recording. Uh, can you share what was the problem and what did you what did you figure out? Um, well, it was pushing coolant, so everybody that was leaning towards head gasket or cracked head or uh, air compressor. And all, after all that was gone through, it ended up being a, the water line uh, coming out of the expansion tank was supposed to go to the lower radiator hose instead of mm-hmm. the water manifold. Mm-hmm. The so somebody working on it before messed it up, right? And yeah, the engine, uh, the engine was swapped out on it right yeah. before I bought it. And okay. uh, the guy told me it ran for a year, and he just couldn't find a driver to put in it. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was selling it. Mm. That truck never ran a day on the road the yeah. way it was set up. Yeah. So he swapped the engine, and then obviously somebody didn't know what they were doing, right? Yeah. And so, but you were able to drive it back home when you bought it? Yeah. 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 With no load, it would uh, run all day long. Okay. Wouldn't push coolant or anything. So what did you learn with, with that experience? What what takeaways do you have as buying a first truck? What would it teach you? Bring a mechanic with you. Yeah, right. For it's sure. Kind of a, a obvious thing that we keep talking about, and I always say 
uh, pre-purchase inspection, which a lot of guys that I, I've done it before too. Just you just want to buy a truck because you're so ready, you mm. know. And I've done it multiple times where before I was just like, well, you know, I I know a little maybe how was so because I you know my knowledge obviously has I've been compounding it for for a long time and I. I'm comfortable with what I see right now, even if I'm taking a risk. I know we can handle it, obviously, at our own shop, but how was your knowledge when you were buying the first truck? Um, well, I've really never been around semis, so all my knowledge is, you know, building Jeeps, pickup trucks, diesel, small diesel stuff. Yeah. Uh, nothing heavy duty, though. Yeah. Which uh, is a lot different. Yeah. And so are you, how is, how would you say right now, are you, you are you familiar? Are you Yeah, learning? I learned a lot. Yeah. That truck taught me a lot. <laughs> okay. So that would be the t- the win is that since you're a gearhead, you, and that, I guess that's okay for me to say that, right? You mm-hmm. like cars. Oh, and, yeah. and And so do I. And that's why I'm into trucking. But that helped you, that lesson helped you to accelerate your learning around trucks. And now, so tell me the, the next one that you bought, what happened after that? So then after that, um, I bought a 2015 Freightliner Cascadia mm-hmm. um, th- with 326,000 miles okay. on it, 10 speed. And uh, I bought that from a dealer actually okay. before everything went crazy with the pricing. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend look at it, it was a mechanic, checked mm-hmm. it out, everything checked out good. And uh, that truck's been made my company what it is today actually. Yeah. And tell me, are you leased onto somebody? Can we yes. touch on that briefly? Yeah, okay. I'm leased onto a friend of mine, uh, Diversified Transfer Systems. Okay, perfect. You guys have a website that we can direct people there? Um, I'm not or a sure Facebook group? You have, you I have, I have a Facebook on, under my company name. Okay, Old perfect. Glory Trucking. Old Glory Trucking Facebook group. We'll post it in the video, uh, the link in the, in the comments. So check it out. If you guys are looking for work, Mike is hiring. Yeah. But um, you, so that truck... And you started driving that truck, right? Correct. Okay. And then, so tell me how the second purchase, when you were buying that second truck, what, how that happened? And, and were you comfortable buying that second truck since you learned so much on the first one? I was. Um, so in the meantime, when the Mac was down, um, I was running a, another Mac, my friend's truck, mm-hmm. uh, which was a lot newer, better shape. Yeah. Uh, it was a 2016 or 17. So low miles and uh, I actually got to experience what a, a newer truck running properly yeah. should run like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfort and and when everything works properly, right? Yeah. And so you you started driving it, and then how is you bought it at the right time, mm-hmm. right? You would agree that pre it was pre pandemic, right? That you did pre. It, it was one, one, right it, when it started going up. So so right before, so t- last year's winter, spring, because uh, I remember I bought a lot last year, and then spring it started yeah. st- going up. I picked up the Freightliner in uh, late June. Okay. So, w- yeah, so right about that t- that time, because yeah. I, bought, I bought March, April, and I already s- saw prices going up and the demand going up. So... Okay, and and you did reefer with that uh, truck as well. Yes. Okay. And tell me, how was the buying? How was the buying process? Was that with the did, did you find anything wrong with the truck? Was there anything that you learned from the second time buying a truck? Um, that truck actually, uh, 
we didn't have any issues with it. We put it on the road and uh, got DOT on it right away, and no problems. Mm-hmm. Just oil changes so far. Uh, I think it, we had a coolant expansion tank that cracked mm-hmm. through the winter. That was the only issue I had with it. Okay. And you, how many, what's the average mileage you do weekly on it? Uh, about 2,000, a little 2000? less sometimes. Okay. And w- can you tell me where are you based out of? Where are you guys at? We're at Genoa City. Okay. Um, so be, the reason I'm asking is how far is it from Chicago? An, an hour? Um, about an hour, hour and a half, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to maybe understand how are you pulling out of Chicago a lot or is it no are you we're pulling out there? of Wisconsin loaded into Chicago delivering to stores and then uh, r- r- usually rolling empty or pick up a backhaul on the way back up okay so that's so that because I'm thinking about the average mileage my my truck average truck is about 20 21 2200 miles okay. uh, here so I'm trying to kind of understand a little better where you guys at how is that um, 2000 and you're working with, uh, you're working with reef, you said drive in, uh, and reefer, right? Mm-hmm. You own both. Do you, no, do it's you, power only. It's power only. So yeah. you guys, I do fine. have a drive in and a flatbed. Okay. Uh, but most of the work we do is power only. Okay. How do you find the power only model working for you guys? Right now it's working good. Mm-hmm. It's been consistent. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that's because of how busy and shorthanded everybody is. Yeah. But, uh, it's been very consistent. Yeah, it's a. I I believe them. I mean, I do a ton of power only, and that's. It, that's. I feel like that's where it's going because you just carriers and big brokers and oil boards have so many trailers. Mm-hmm. Why not use theirs? And yeah. you know, um, I've, I've, I know. Every time, since power only is such a good model, it's 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 a lot easier than. Hopping into becoming an owner operator and and still also adding on the the purchasing of the trailer mm-hmm. and all that the other now. things yeah especially now with the prices I I mean this not everything's affected by it you know what I mean there's nothing is it's like uh, everything is more a lot more expensive and trailers are too but uh, now you have to know what to buy and how that just adds on to the to the startup kind of prep for when you're starting to be uh, an owner operator. So tell me, so what about the third truck? Because I think you just bought something, right? Yeah, so two weeks ago, just picked up a 2016 Volvo. Okay. Okay, 2016 Volvo. Tell me about that. Mileage, spec, what, what's in it? Uh, it's got D13, 10-speed, 560,000 miles on it. Okay. Um, so it's a first sleeper truck for me because I've had the Mac and the Freightliner both day caps. Day caps. We're local. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... There's been a lot of live loads that we've been doing, mm-hmm. with even with the power only. That it's just it, you know one of the bigger cabs, sitting somewhere for three hours. Yeah, you can know. just lay down, take a nap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Are you planning to do some OTR with it? Not right now. Mm-hmm. Try to stay local. Um, being home every night is nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, is five dollar per mile rate also nice? yeah right yeah that's no I'm, j- I'm kidding because it's it's uh you're right i mean it is um that's the majority of how i th- did things was i wanted to be home with kids and uh that's what a lot of guys think about but at the same time i was willing to go out you know and uh and run uh 
and stay out if I had to. Mm-hmm. But it's I totally hear you. So uh, tell me again, Volvo, what year and what? And 2016. 2016. D13. D13. I shift. No, a 10 it's, speed. It's a 10 speed. Yeah. Okay. What, did you uh, did you pick a ten speed or you just found that truck and bought it? Did you wanna did you want a ten sp- uh, manual? I want to stick with manual mm-hmm. for right now um, because it's out of warranty and less to go wrong. Yeah. How, yeah so how's how's that buying uh, experience? It was good. Yeah. Um, it was it was a used truck from a used truck dealer. Yeah. So it was there was some stuff you know that needed to be addressed and still needs to be addressed on the truck, but. Mm-hmm. It, uh, with the taking the current market into consideration, it was it's pretty good. Okay, and you're trying to put driver in it, or you're gonna drive it? What's what's your plan for it? Um, I'm actually gonna run the Volvo, and yeah. um, my brother is gonna be coming on with me pretty soon here, and he's gonna be running the Freightliner. Okay, so. are you? How is your? What are you thinking about? going into the next few years of what what's your goal what are you trying to do just to kind of keep going the way the same route we've been going stay local um you know maybe hire on one or two drivers tops and Mm -hmm. just kind of stay small yeah with uh right now to buy a truck it's you know over everything's so overinflated that yeah just kind of wait it out i guess run with what we have and uh see what happens yeah, uh, I hundred percent. That's why we talked previously about you know it's like emission trucks. I I've been buying lighters again because the, the emission trucks are so expensive. It's just like uh, I don't want to have that risk. I I shared it previously. It's like I would rather deal with that higher priced glider because I know it's reliable than mm-hmm. you know uh, having an emission truck, but they're still hard to find. I mean, you know, they're, I've been buying from Poly, but um, if you look, you know, they're, you can find them obviously, but still like, I always recommend owners look at gliders first yeah. when they when they buy. Yeah, well, they're hard to find, that's the problem. And they're, a lot of them are overpriced right now. Yeah. You know, they're seven, eight, nine hundred thousand miles. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to spend 70 grand on that truck and you might need an overhaul. Yeah. You know, it's Which, so to that point, uh, an overhaul can, you can probably fit in within $20,000 on a truck like that. And it's going to give you another five years. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's how I, how I look at it. Uh, and if you're buying an emission truck, you're going to spend that only on emissions. Mm-hmm. If you have to replace, uh, if you're not deleting, right? Uh, yeah. So but then again if you're deleting then you better do and i'm not recommending deleting just f just so everybody doesn't say i delete or i support deleting no i don't but if you do it do it right that's yeah. how i that's that's and uh, and what is right you know you have to know the guy that's doing it so you just somebody that tells you hey i i deleted trucks i can delete it for you doesn't mean that they're gonna do it right yeah i've seen that yeah, a lot of research and uh, there's good deletes and there's bad deletes. And what do you think is a good delete? Because I think uh, we've touched on it previously too. On what the what's what do you think is a good delete? It is really there such thing down from to what the you tuning? Because you, you know. did, you also worked on 
you worked on cars and diesel trucks, like just medium, medium size, right? Like pickup trucks. Pickup yeah. trucks. Yeah. Um, so have you, what's your experience with deleting emissions or not? I'm not asking you if you did, I'm asking you if you, what are you seeing? What's the difference between heavy duty and, and pickup trucks? The tuning is, um, is really big on both of them, but mm -hmm. you have less issues with heating, overheating mm -hmm. in a, in a smaller engine, like a pickup yeah. truck. Yeah. Um, and they just, it's a lot cheaper to do yeah. and there's a lot more readily available. You yeah. know, it's, it seems like w with the pickup trucks, you can go online and you can find good tuners all day long. Yeah. With the semi, you can't. Yeah. It's, it's very, nobody it's wants to talk about it because yeah. of it's the regulated. It's, it. it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a commercial, you know, issue. It's a, it's a big thing. So, um, it is a big thing also on the pickup truck size aside because mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if you watch Diesel Brothers or anybody that is yeah. in trouble because of that. And it's going to start happening for fleets and it's happening in fleets in some, some ways, right? But that's a very extensive topic because I, I, you know, I have an opinion about it that uh, I, I don't necessarily want to dive into right now because it's extensive one. But what when you when you see when you do the lease and pickup trucks are you straight piping everything or are you keeping keeping some of it or how does that even work i've never actually a lot of them will just give you do, uh, race pipes mm -hmm. and uh yeah. you could run a muffler on it yeah if you want to 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 reduce the the, the, noise, the noise but yeah. but you're pretty much taking everything out right yeah and um you could block off the egr or remove everything completely it's yeah. Yeah, it's similar in semi trucks. The problem is that you're, if you're straight piping it or if you're keeping things on it, it would obviously, if you find a officer that knows what he's looking at, he's going to very easily figure it out. Yeah. Uh, when you're keeping it, you're running into SCR uh, blocking, clogging the SCR, which is the biggest thing that, um, that when you, because what, what, what I've seen is people drill through DPFs and then, mm -hmm not only that collapses which happened multiple times i've seen it in my shop and i was just like wait what, what's going on here and we take it apart and it's completely collapsed which is you know uh causing a lot of issues and then that's clogged up and then it's clogging up the scr and they're like hey what's going on with my engine i've uh i've mentioned before in the podcast i have multiple guys that actually lost engines because of it mm -hmm. you know, so especially uh, the 16, 17s comments, I had two Pete's, one Peterbilt, uh, I forgot, two Peterbilt's, 370, I forgot the, the model, what was the, the model, but he lost an engine and then the other guy also um, lost an engine because of it, you know, and they just ignored a lot of signs that they shouldn't. Yeah, I've seen that in the research a lot that uh, a lot of guys, 30, 40,000 miles, they think they're good and then all of a sudden engine's dead. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is uh, going on in the market right now? Uh, what's what have you observed being a, a somewhat a fresh to the market? Like, like what are you seeing in trucking? Because you entered at the you know at a, I would say a, at almost peak, which is which is a good move. But what do you, what are you seeing? What do you think is happening? The prices are going you know through the roof. It's yeah. when I start when I was looking for my first truck. Uh, you know that like that Volvo, the 2016. You could I find it all day long for 35,000, 40. Yeah. yeah. And now they're, if you get a deal here, looking at 60, 70. Yeah. I've seen them 
with those miles, I've seen Cascadia's with half a million miles for going yeah. for a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. New ones are 220, 240, yeah. you know. When you went from 160, 170, depending on obviously what specs and what you're buying, but th it is, it, and that's why um, it's very interesting to see. I feel like we're gonna be in trouble if, because the average, the average spot market rates, I'm just talking about spot market right now, they're, the rates are dropping and I'm sensing a little bit of uh, kind of worry that mm -hmm. it's going to be slowing down. I don't think, I believe that we need a break from the red hot market that's what's been happening for a long time. So I think that's what's, do what's happening. But I think it's going to stay strong for another year or two just because y if you look at uh, the vessels waiting to get into ports, mm -hmm. it's triple the what it used to be, you know, uh, and then East Coast, the same thing, even all the ones that are going to the East Coast to to avoid West Coast uh, ports, they're now they're, you know, stuck over there waiting to get in, right, okay. which last time I checked was like nine to 11 vessels, which usually it's about three, I think, uh, is oh. the norm. Uh, so, you know, it's there's still a lot waiting uh, to get in. But we'll see, it's going to be interesting, because everybody paid so much the guys that entered and because do you feel like you overpaid on some of those your trucks the volvo i definitely you think so overpaid by probably about i'd say a good twenty thousand. yeah are you um because i like we talked about i also overpaid on a couple of trucks on some i didn't i didn't know i, I bought a decent amount right before the the price hikes which now I can be now with the gliders. I'm they're they're expensive, but I need to swap. I'm at a point where I have to swap at least three, four more trucks, and then I'm going to be good for a little bit. And that's where that's what happens when you're put in a corner in the market that's hot. Yeah. And you know, it's like I've I have owners still that either drive for me. Like they come like, hey, I want to buy a truck. I'm like, just send me the specs send me the price and and this one guy just bought a truck uh it he actually paid a pretty decent price because it's a six hundred thousand mile cummins um peter build 570 what's the model 579 mm -hmm. um and he 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 actually paid a really good like like a below market average price mm -hmm. uh, on it so it still happens. You can still find something if, you know, an owner or there's something real, really bad going on, which we are doing a pre-trip inspect. Uh, um, it's, it's, I think it's post-purchase inspection because you already bought it. But, uh, okay. Um, so how did, how did your move to become an owner-operator impacted your life? Um, and sm small fleet because you're trying to build a small fleet for yourself from what I'm understanding, right? I'm, I, for 16 years, like I said, I was in the shop. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, used to 12-hour days, you know, running six days a week. So coming into an owner-operator, that didn't change a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, I'm trying to get ahead right now. There's a lot of expenses when you're starting up. And, yeah. you know, to run the six days a week, it, it stayed the same you know um other than that i get more home time though actually mm -hmm. believe it or not than yeah. i did over there just because the hours the way they are yeah 
But tell me about the startup expenses and what is what is something some of the struggles that you went through that you would you would tell yourself now after a year what would be the what would be the advice you would give yourself when you were starting? Well, I mean, when I started up, I to, banks don't want to fund mm-hmm. a, a new company, especially mm-hmm. if you've got no experience in the industry. So that that was my biggest hurdle was trying to get my first truck and. Um, you get what you pay for. That was that was what I learned the, the most. You know, I, I found that truck for cheap. Yeah. What was, was cheap? Uh, I think it was twelve thousand. Okay. Yeah, that's so for a pre-emissions truck. That's a Honda Accord trans, price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and with the rates the way they were, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm gonna be able to buy my next truck. Yeah. Real quick, you know, get something nice. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was. Um, that turned into a, a money pit instead of making me money. <laughs> so what's the lesson from that? Just definitely uh, bring a mechanic with you. Right. Yeah. And then what, so what would you do different about that first purchase now, since you know all that? Probably looked a little bit longer for, for the right truck. You know, at that time you, you could still get those, you know, day cab max for under 20,000. Yeah. And there were some good ones out there. I'm sure mm-hmm. um, this one just, we I missed a bunch of things that were, yeah, you know, red flags. Yeah. Now that I would see, but uh, starting up, you know, just you you want to get that first truck to get things moving. Yeah. Did you have any flexibility, or did you have what was your budget when you were jumping into that? Was that something that you could have paid more, or you didn't want? Like I could have. Um, I didn't want to. I wanted to keep as much money as I could in the bank for repairs. Cause I knew mm-hmm. anything I was going to get is yes. going to need money. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the percentage? Like, what would you say the ratio was when you bought, uh, buy a truck for f- let's say $15,000, what do you think you need? Um, I mean, you need, if you're going to buy a truck for 15, you need to probably have at least another 30, 40 in the bank. Yeah. You know, especially if you don't have income coming in from a, you know, another job or something, it's mm-hmm. everyone's busy. Mechanics are busy. Stuff takes time. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a, that's a very valid point, I, which I don't hear a lot from owners. Is that uh, I get this question asked a lot? It's like how how do you start up? And that's why I asked you because I think you do need at least the same amount to in the bank, the twenty thousand dollar minimum for anything that you're yeah. you're 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 buying just because you want to have that cushion for no matter what, right? Like it's that's probably one of the biggest things that I see with owners is they just they're they have nothing for maintenance yeah and th- that could bankrupt you real quick I mean it's you know looking at trucks online too I was finding trucks with three four hundred thousand miles that said fresh overhaul yeah so when you're buying something I was keeping that in the back of my mind you know it, it's a low mile truck but you don't know how those three hundred thousand miles were treated before you bought it yeah so yeah. Yeah, I just I usually like to plan for worst case scenario. Yeah, nice. So, have you maintained that cushion? Are you you've obviously probably repaired a decent amount. Were you able to maintain some of that cushion? Are you? There were some highs and lows, but um, for the most part, yeah, it's it was actually I was building most of the time that way. Um, you know, within been actually operating in business for nine months about mm-hmm. and in the in the nine months i was able to buy three trucks uh have a flatbed trailer and uh, a 53 foot dry van mm-hmm. so uh, 
buying all this equipment, you know, is constantly taking money too. Yeah. And you're financing, obviously, right? You're, you're trying yeah. to finance because your kid, most of the your stuff I finance. Fre Freightliner is finance, and then your Volvo. Yeah. Um, so you're you're keeping that cushion um, somewhat, um, I would say, fluffy, <laughs> just yeah. so you have some. Uh, Doing my best, yeah. Yeah. It was, was there anything that cost you the most that you that you were like, I didn't expect that expense when you bought any of those, or the new Volvo even when you're starting to. Um, not really. I mean, no. that Mac was really. Nothing hit you like in the face right away. The Mac. The Mac did? Yeah, oh, the, the, the first one. That yeah. truck, just, uh, you know, buying a truck and going through all the motions and not being able to run it for even one day starting up, that's, yeah, you know, and it was, it was down for probably a good three months before it was running. Oh, wow. So you were ready to roll. So what did you do if it was uh, you had that truck down? Did you drive? Uh, I was able to use my friend's truck, the mm -hmm. um, guy I'm leased on to. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Yeah, that's always good when... when you have that option of hopping in a different truck. Yeah. And now you you still have that Mac, right? Yes. And um, so is that like your spare truck almost? Do you uh, use it still? Um, I actually just took the plate off of it mm -hmm. um, to put on the Volvo. We transferred it oh, over. Oh, you transferred it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for now, it's just kind of hanging around. Maybe I'll, if I need it as a spare truck, I'll put a plate back on it. But Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's – I've – I'm a, I'm a big proponent of spare trucks, just especially when you start starting the multiple starting multiple unit operation. It's always good to have one. Uh, and then, how is have you been that you've been leased onto your friend's company? How's that? How are you seeing the insurance? Is was it easy? How was it, was it hard for you guys to get insurance? Because uh, surprisingly, it, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. When did he when did, when did he started that? How long ago? Uh, he's he's been running for over 20 years. Oh, okay. So it's not so his rates compared to what I was, you know, because when we were starting out, I was going to run under my own authority mm -hmm. and get insurance, and the quotes I was getting yeah, that's were what, just okay. insane. So that that tells me more. So he's been operating for a long time. That's why he's getting uh, mm -hmm. good. Okay, that's perfect. That's that's probably the one of the big takeaways is if you are trying to because I, I again I always tell people like the the ultimate step up for an owner up is to have your own authority but the problem is that the, the bar to entry is so high with everything that it makes that much harder to, to succeed right because yeah. the insurance is so much more expensive so the best way is to have find somebody that actually yeah. has a either one or two truck up, uh, authority that's been around for a long time so it's, it's it has to be still active that's one of the things I hear a lot. Like guys are buying MCs mm -hmm. from people and they're not active. I'm like, yeah. you might as well start another one, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, I just paid $17,000 for an MC. I'm like, let me look it up. <laughs> Deactivated two years ago. Uh, okay, good. Awesome. So are you planning on getting your own authority? One day. I mean, we'll see how it goes right now. Um, you know, being leased on to somebody isn't really that bad yeah 100%, you know, yeah, 100%. it depends because some people i've heard some people taking 30 40 percent and that's where a lot of it is you know it's so yes so however you guys structure it obviously makes sense for you right but yeah i always i always tell people that owners because there is no one 
broad or, or like equal mark between all the percentages. You have to dig into deeper to understand what the percentage actually is. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I see, oftentimes I see carriers just telling owners what they want to hear versus le- giving them dry facts. Yeah. Right? And that happened to me multiple times. That's why I always tell owners, look, I'm, we're always here at, at my company willing to sit down and, and really show you what, what the real number is because mm-hmm. there's so much... I don't want really to use that word because that's a bad word, but there's very sh- a lot of like just foggy s- stuff that's happening, mm-hmm. and then they can dress it up however they want. Well, we're only charging you ten percent. Well, okay, but ten percent of what? And then are you actually showing me the rates that you're getting? All that stuff, right? Yeah. So, I'm I'm hundred percent agreeing with you. If you have a small f- a friend with that's been doing that for a while, because. Again, you you don't have to start your own authority. You can just buy it from somebody. You can mm-hmm. you can seek out owners that that and that's an aging industry. There's a lot of owners that go out of business. You know, just tr- it, it's not going to be easy to find one, but it's it's going to be a lot better and easier for you than maintain it and grow it than starting something from scratch right away. And then you know you get a insurance quote for thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? How are you supposed yeah. to make money? You know, and that's not that's that's just a part of it because then everything else falls into place with the startup cost, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I already asked you what advice would you would you, any other advice you would give yourself now? Um, with maybe what type of work or running? How would you do things? Uh, is there anything else that you you're like? Oh, I, I could have done that different. Honestly, uh, right now everything's going. I'd say as good as I I could have Expected. imagined it. To. That's awesome. So there's nothing I'd really change. Mm-hmm. Just the truck buying. Uh, you're just you're just getting better at it. Obviously, um, um, hopefully, because yeah. you still you're still fresh into it. So you didn't know how long, what's gonna happen in life. You know, as it is with emission trucks, you're probably waiting for something's already happening that that's building up that you're gonna have to probably address pretty soon. Yeah. But are you overall happy with your move? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. You, th- so. you think that was a good uh, career change? Yeah. Yeah? It was, uh, it's, a, it's quite a different, you know, difference being in, in a shop every yeah. day and then getting outside and now you're on the road every day. It's, it's different, but for me, it's a good change. Yeah. Is your family happy that you changed? Yeah. They are? Yeah. Kids are happy, wife's happy, so. Good. That's the most important thing, man. All right, Mike, appreciate you. Thank you for coming again. Uh, we covered a lot, and um, yeah, I'm glad, you know, we get to chat a little bit, and again, appreciate you coming here. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thank you. Quick reminder to share, subscribe. It really helps us out, and visit our YouTube channel. Watch hundreds of videos of content, and if you're looking for a job as a truck driver or an owner-operator, visit era team that us it's era team that us thank you and talk to you soon